Thank you with the Joneses. I'm Rashad. And I'm Keisha. Alright, this is episode number 17. And just chugging along here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so hope all, you know, all minds and hearts are clear. <laughs> Church service. And, you know, need our offering, saints. As we watch between me and thee. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, what we're going to be doing today is basically, you know, I scoured the, the internet, did some research. <laughs> I eat Google. <laughs> Google. And I found some, uh, found a good topic, and basically, like, what was, like, what's, what's it, what was it called? The, um, like, yeah, 10 rules for, for a happy marriage. Like, I saw somebody's list. I didn't really care for their list. So, Keisha was like, let's make our own list. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're doing today. So. And don't get me wrong, even though it's 10 rules, this is the 10 rules that we found that work for us. However, when we created this list, we were going over 10. So, you know, it's definitely more. Yes. Yeah, um, feel free. It's not like this is the master list. Nah, you know, if you want to um, add a subtract to take away, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. It's your list. So would you, number one? Number one is um, keep God first. That's what Keisha said we should do. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty high on her, on her, you know. You don't, do you agree with that? Amen. <laughs> Amen, Sister Chakisha. <laughs> Definitely keep God first. And the reason I, I feel like um, without him being the head of my life, everything else. <laughs> no, I'm in God's head of my life. Right. <laughs> For, first and foremost. Um, <laughs> You know, but seriously, I feel like everything else is not going to line up. If you don't have that love for God, it's hard for you to love anything else. Yeah, and that's kind of the, I mean, we are believers, so that's not like a like a, like a secret or anything. So that's going to be the foundation of, of, our, of our belief system as well as our, our marriage. So without that, like none of this other stuff works. And mm-hmm. it makes it a lot, it makes it easier for us to have a place to go back to when things don't look right or it feels off or like you just feel like you just want to quit. Like, well, I'm tired of this. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we kind of take it to take it to the Lord in prayer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hopefully, you know, have a little talk with Jesus, tell him about our troubles. It's by and by. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even that, for those who are kind of like analytical, um, Going to the Bible, you can find steps, direction of what love looked like. What is marriage? Love is patient. Love is kind. You know, so those who are kind of more, I need to see it, is actually written in the Word. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely in there. And a lot of times, what people perceive as, as like, you know, their self-help marriage stuff is really just recycled Bible stuff. It is. To be honest. So, you know, like, you could really just skip all that money. And read the word. Yeah, just read the Bible, and and not just as a, as a uh, a book of, of collections, but an actual thing that could, you can utilize in your everyday life, mm-hmm. like making it real for you and your situation, especially in regards to having a a, a a mate and being married and being in love and having kids and all. It, it just it just works all around. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. So definitely keep God first. You know, just like at the um award show, which my new one's an award for. Best rap album. You gotta thank God first. All right, number two. Number two in, in our list is don't lose yourself being married. And I think this is so important. Um, I speak about this all the time and try to 
wrestle with this myself, not to lose yourself. Meaning that who you was at the beginning, um, if you like doing X, Y, Z, don't stop doing it because now you're married or have children. Because I know sometimes with the empty nesters, that's the biggest thing. Like, now I'm not taking care of anyone. Now the children are going, what do I do? But as opposed to if you were doing what you did, it's not as a big of a hit or feel like, okay, now I'm lost. Yeah, I mean, you have to be consistent with, with, with who you with who you are, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And even because I know a lot of times, especially like with moms, like you guys walk around with a lot of, of self-fabricated guilt yeah. about, you know, parenting and what to do the best for your children. And then as, I mean, as black people, we walk around with, with a lot of baggage because we always have this mindset, we want our kids to do better than we did, you know what I'm saying? And on paper, that sounds really great, Mm-hmm. But realistically, your kids are going to have to do the best that they can with what they have mm-hmm. and what you provided them. So if you gave them the best that you had, hopefully they can do the best that they can. You know, and even with that, I know we had to talk um, talked about that um, shielding our children. But so much that you know, we all have a desire. We want them to do the best, but we forget and kind of throw ourselves in the trash. Like we're not an example of the best. Very true. And some, and you know. And even though whatever you grew up might have been hard, think about the lessons you learned from it. You know, and sometimes we, we talk about this often. I try to, we talk about this here, being the helicopter mom. But then is when they go out in society, they can't really focus because they're so used to someone coming and rescuing them. And I want to keep them in this bubble. So part of it, you have to let them bump their heads. Yeah. You don't have to let them scrape their knees. Yeah, you definitely you can definitely lose yourself trying to be something for somebody else, yeah. even though it's a mom. That's not yeah, that's not what your spouse initially was even like attracted to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if if if, if you was out here being a little hoe before, you can't you can't be uh, approved while you marry. Like it just doesn't it don't it don't go together. So if if so oh so gosh. so if he like so if he liked to hoe in you, you better still be hoeing. <laughs> In Jesus' name, in, oh. in, in, in your marriage. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. Like, that's just the truth. But also, not saying lose who you are. You don't always want to be that person. Sometimes we we evolve. So being okay that even with the changes, that you're okay with the changes. Yeah. In which I skipped. Yeah, And that was, a, that was our 10th point. Yeah. So we, I guess we go to Yeah, it. we'll do that right now. It's all right. So another thing, even though don't lose yourself in being married, you need to understand that your spouse will change. And you will change. Yeah, and you're going to change too. I know we talked about where there was just kind of junctures in our marriage where we was like, yo, like, this isn't working mm-hmm. anymore. The, the way this is or the way that we have prescribed it to work. Like, we, we have to do something different. Like, this, yeah. this, this needs to kind of step up to where we are today. And, and that's okay. Because, you know, Keisha, as a Rashad and I met when I was seventeen, we was just friends. At seventeen, Keisha is seventeen. Keisha is now is is not the same person. You know, ultimately, I mean, I'm not so far like I'm still quirky and still like joking and stuff. But some of the things are different because now I have responsibilities. So things I have evolved a little bit. I've changed in the relationship. We got stuff that we are gonna change. So accepting myself, like that's I can't do that stuff no more. And yeah. accepting when he changed, like, okay, this is something, this is new, this is what you do now, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, 
it's very it's it's very relative because understanding that your spouse would change will also give you the ability to not only accept that change but embrace that change because most of the time when something shifts or happens that like yo like I really didn't sign up for this or I didn't know or I didn't know that you were going to be like this because like you know people be having like these crazy regrets because you know life happens like you can't take that back the per- the core of who you are should remain that mm-hmm. but the, the there's going to be some things that you just don't want to do no more or you don't like or it's just not appealing mm-hmm. or something that new you want to do you know what I'm saying so you have to be able to accept well, some things just change. not age appropriate anymore. True. <laughs> some things it's just like I have a child. No, I I can't do that. I can't come in the house every weekend two three o'clock in the morning. It's just not appropriate for our lifestyle. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you, man. It's 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 a real um. It can be a conundrum, especially when you can't um kind of navigate yourself through that because you don't you don't understand that that is gonna happen. So yeah, that was number. Number three. All right. So next up, and this is a major one, is just open communication. And and can you can can you explain that to us? um, Open and effective communication. Um, The word communication, code by itself, means two people. So meaning that sometimes we can have a lot in our mind and we feel like we're expressing it a lot. However, if the other person doesn't catch on or doesn't hear what you're saying or your vision, you're not communicating. You're just saying things, but if the other person doesn't grasp it it's not communicating so open communication is you're able to express your feelings your wants and needs without the other person getting offended and vice versa um and you have to even if you go through some of this stuff where okay i've kind of lost myself open communication helps you get you back there you know back to the place where you want to be yeah because like it's been a lot of times where I wanted open communication, but I had closed-minded thinking in regards to what, Ooh, you know, that. you wanted to, uh, uh, the whole situation. So, all right. So, there'll be times where I want to have a conversation about something or want to talk. So, I'm thinking I'm being open just because I am verbalizing my thoughts. Mm-hmm. But, of course, you just said, because co, so it has to be two ways. So, when I, when, when, when we can't, we can't commune. You know what I'm saying together, mm-hmm. like to commune means to means to means to actually come together and like and like and, and to be with somebody or mm-hmm. or, or or people or whatever. So if, if we can't do that, and if I can't in return accept what you're gonna say to me, mm-hmm. then I'm not communicating. Like I'm just talking. You know what I'm saying? Like, we gotta go from talking to actually communicating with with our um, spouses. Because then it's gonna cost one. Walls to come up. Yeah, because like you all, like you always talking, but you're not listening to what I'm saying. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? so you know you, that's definitely. Oh, you feel like you got to win. It's it's always a win. Yeah, you know that was like that was like our struggle early on. It really was, <laughs> and then sometimes it's not like sometimes it was intentional that it would have to be a win, but we definitely did it. Like no, you gonna see that? No, you wrong. You wrong. <laughs> and not always it was intentional. Nah, it's just I mean. That's just kind of how we were reared. I mean, we were we were reared to to win. Mm-hmm. So when nobody tells you that, when point. it comes to um comes to relationships, it's not about who wins. It's the relationship that wins. Yeah, yeah. You guys win together, which segues great into our next one, is marriage number five. Five. 
Marriage. <laughs> marriage is part of a team. You're, you're part of a team, mm -hmm. you know? It, and that's, you know, that was the biggest thing in remembering when you're in a disagreement that, okay, you won the argument by tearing each other down, but did the marriage win? You know, so I might win the argument, and who's the referee to say you won? It's all in your, <laughs> you know, you just all what you think, oh, I got that one. But at the end of the day, how did that make each other feel? How did it help your marriage move forward? It really didn't. If, it, if it's so, like, if you think about a team, if it's all about one person has to do everything, where's the team? That's a good point. Like, I, I, <laughs> who's the referee? That's mm -hmm. really good. Did a good job there. She should write that down. Um, and sell it. So, yeah, like, so for real, like, it's crazy. Because we would really be going back and forth on a topic where we have common interests or, or, or mutual, um, like, we need to come to a certain place. Mm -hmm. And we would we'd be scratching and, and, and kicking tooth and nail. Just to really, I said that phrase all up. Like, we really would be, like, fighting tooth and nail, trying our best to get our point across. Mm -hmm. And the thing I want, especially, like, younger people, if you guys are listening to this or watching. Or younger marriage. Oh, well, or whoever. Or older marriage, because people be old and dumb, too. So, who, like, when, 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 when after you get your point across, what's next? Like you dropped the ball, like yeah, I did that. Like, yeah, like I, like I, like okay. <laughs> and then you look at your spouse, like dang, I did do that. Like I just slaughtered that person. Like, yeah, that made I, me feel I good. Crushed this conversation. Right, and that's the person I, especially marriage. I made a covenant with. And it was my point to see him or see her beat down for me to feel like I won. But won what? And even going, let's go a little bit to open communication, kind of both of them, open communication. Um. And going like feeling like one winning, going back and not not addressing things when they happen and letting it build up, is a recipe for disaster. And that's what caused you to feel like I need to win because I let you skip on when you did this this day this this day this this day. Oh today oh we ain't gonna do this. And when we do do when we have an issue, we talk about it and not let it build up. Um, love you don't take into account if each other wrong. Yeah, and that kind of goes to what we're gonna talk about next. So number six, number six is you have to learn how to fight. That's a big one. And <coughs> I always say this, and I, um, you have to learn each other language. With Sean and I was at the beginning, and I think I shared this before, I can say something like, I like that movie. So what, you want to go to the movies? It was like, what? <laughs> what do you, I just said I like this movie. And vice versa, he can say something. I'm like, oh, so you got an attitude? And he was like, no, I was just really saying <coughs> X, Y, and Z. So I had to learn his language, and he had to learn mine. Yeah. Um, even the fighting style, he, we know that there's certain lines we don't cross. We don't use foul language. He can't scream at me, and we can't raise up on each other. Yeah. We can't intimidate. Like, what? We, we don't do any intimidation. We'll take a break. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be bucking at my wife. That's. And I, honestly, I don't do it either. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't mm -mm. I'll take a break and, like, I need a pause before I kind of go to the whole bucking system or, you know, we're using foul language and trying to degrade each other. Um, so we had to learn each other's language. 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know we were talking about talking some stuff with him. I have about five to ten minutes, <laughs> and then he's done with the topic. So I know I need to, when we talked about this before, I need to say everything like beginning, middle, and end. Now, if I'm talking to my female friends, I might even go to, yeah, because that person had on a red shirt, and then this happened, and I was writing down my notes. I know he can't take it. Yeah, because he's like, gone. Because, and then I'm talking about that, especially when like learn how to fight. Like, that used to be the argument. You know, like like yo, like I don't want to hear you. Like I don't want to hear this no more. And it and it and it and it and it became an issue of not really me not wanting to listen. Became an issue of of self worth of you don't want yeah. you don't want to listen to me. I'd be like nah, like I want to listen to you. I just want to hear this said five different ways. And which it came that rejection. Yeah, that was yeah. what it's oh you rejected me. Right, that was the real issue. So now I I know. And sometimes he'd be in a really good mood. I'm like, oh, I got about 30 minutes for this. <laughs> like, I can talk this out a little bit longer if he's in a really good mood. But I know generally even um, talking, after we get a disagreement, five, ten minutes of going back for a disagreement. But Charlotte's done. The conversation is over. Me, I want to keep going. I want to keep going. Um, but going back to disagreement, like we were talking about, we, all, we also had rules of engagement. Like, yeah. we have rules of how this disagreement was going to go. And one rule we tried to hold, we broke it sometimes, is not to go to bed angry. So even if I need a break... No, no you, you broke that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I didn't break if that. it's me, we're a team. So it's us. <laughs> nah. We broke it. <laughs> you, we just said we're a team. You was not down for the team those nights. We're a team. Like, you bro, broke like it. You just fell asleep on us? You broke That's it. what we doing? No, you fell asleep first. Lie. You're <laughs> Like, why are you sleep? I'm mad. But... <laughs> But we do, we we do try not to go to bed angry. No, it doesn't always work. But honestly, because it's just like to go to bed angry and wake up back angry. And then with my memory, sometimes I forget I'm angry <laughs> and wake back up. And I know he's looking at me like, like this is done. And then when he says, I'm like, oh, we finished. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm still mad at you. I forgot. <laughs> True story. I, for, I forget that I was angry with him. And then it starts all over again because he reminded me that I was angry. Sad. <laughs> Sad state of affairs. All right, so learn how to fight was number six. Number seven kind of segues kind of pretty good. It's talking about understanding your, your, your partner's love language. And we talked about this before as well, mm-hmm. about how you need to know the way in which your your um, your spouse communicates love or and or receives love. love. You know, so I already know that Keisha's thing is basically is going to be um, words of affirmation and gifts. Like, I already know if I want to to really express how I love Keisha, it's going to be like, oh, you look really good today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or like, hey, do you want to go out and eat? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you said we go out to eat. Oh, my gosh. You're my best friend. Yeah, you know. <laughs> So like those dog, those things are like very like simple things. And here's the sad part about it. Like sometimes you being selfish because you feel a certain way, you would want to deny your partner of speaking those things over your over your spouse because you upset or because you don't feel like that love is being reciprocated to a certain level. Mm-hmm. 
and it still goes back to yeah, to to communicating. So if you haven't communicated that, and you have this like you're harboring this resentment and 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 anger against your spouse, it's gonna come out, and then you're gonna have to go back all the way again. And then, like, especially for me, rebuild, apologize, and do all this stuff when you could have just communicated that. And, and, and we had so many disagree about that. He's like, well, I was thinking such a... Why didn't you say that? Like, I understood that. Why didn't you say that? He's like, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> and it's it really easy. Like, if you just would have said that, I would have got it as opposed to without, you know, you not saying that. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but even going back to the five love language, um, you have to know your love language to receive it. Rashad is in... He's Philly. I, I don't know the forget the technical term that how it's labeled, but Rashad is acts of um. I don't want to say intimacy, but I say intimacy. Um. Okay. Since, you, say, since you forgot. Yeah, I forgot was it, but I know for him to receive love, he needs me to touch him. He likes to be um, hugged. He's more affectionate than I am. So I know even though that's not me, it's a team. So if he needs that. I pro- I got it. I don't want to make it sound like it's a manufactured thing, but I provide that from because he needs that, and as we turn, we give each other what we need. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. a, it's something that keeps paying for each other. Yeah, it's it's it, it reciprocates. There we go. I couldn't think of the word. You're welcome. That's yeah. why I'm here. It keeps you no. Know, it keeps paying for because as long as I feel like I got what I need, I don't mind giving you what you need, even if it's not something that originally that is me. Yeah, and, and and it's actually physical touch. That's physical, thank you. Yeah. He, Rashad, if we're in beside each other, Rashad has to touch me. And before it was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> again. Now I he does it so much. Other people notice it before I do. Other someone's like, Rashad always touching you. I was like, oh really? Like I don't even notice it no more because I know that's what he needs and that's what like. So, in some way. He's gonna always yeah, you've touch been, me. Yeah, you've been uh, systematically desensitized. I have been. Like right now, he's touching me. Like yep. <laughs> he always has to touch me. Yeah. So we had, but one is to learn each other language, learn yourself, and then learn your your partners. You have to also know what you like. Very true. And find a partner, you know, a partner who don't mind reciprocating. It's not always stingy. Like I need this, I need that, but they're not willing to put out the work you need, put the work in. Definitely, because I mean, because there were times where like I felt like, yo, like you're not even like, why we like, why I gotta do all this, and I'm not getting nothing in return. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And those and those would be the things that I did not communicate, because mm-hmm. you know, early on, like I was so scared that like I didn't want to hurt your feelings. I want I wanted to spare your feelings. Yeah. When in return, like we were just making issues bigger than they should have been if I would have just if we would have just communicated those things. Yeah. All right. And even this, the, the feelings part is saying you have feelings and not like the first acceptable feelings like I'm angry. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. No, yeah, you hurt my so, feelings. Yeah, yeah, and that took me that took me a while to accept. Like, my dad was like, yeah, you got you to gotta understand that anger is a secondary emotion. Your first emotion, more often than not, but my dad told me that. That's where I clicked. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, and that's another thing. I could tell him something. I mean, and, and, like, he won't and, click. and like, but you didn't tell me that early on. No, got, not then. But we that's, had that's a conversation. What I'm saying. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. After the fact, don't like. Look, you could. You lie, Craig. You, you lie. <laughs> you're trying to curtail my point. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right, so. Make your round. Go ahead. 
<laughs> Alright, so like, yeah. Anger is a secondary emotion. Most, most often, that first feeling is going to be hurt or some sort of disappointment. So my natural inclination is I get hurt, my feelings hurt, I'm angered. It may be a slow anger, but it's, it's a quick anger. Like my reaction to that is very calculated because I've learned that I can't just, I can't act out of anger, but it's, it's slow. So now I've learned to be hurt, explain why I'm hurt, and then if that leads to anger, it's still okay because that's an emotion. But it's all about how I react and then mm-hmm. that secondary reaction. And also, we just talked about this. feel like the world, um, we really don't accept hurt. I think for women and men. Um, men, you know, when you're younger and you express hurt, it's like man up. Men don't act like that. Men don't cry. Yeah. And even for women, it's like you're weak. Get up. Yeah, and that's really like, especially like when it comes to... Um, to, to black women, like, you guys are, are, have have this, like, archetype of, of strength that mm-hmm. you guys have to really, like, like live up to, which is and very... Don't cry. Yeah, which, which, is, which is very sad, and, and the whole, like, you know, independent woman, you don't need a man, all, all those things kind of, kind of, um, propagated, and now, like, you have... The, the, the angry, quote-unquote angry, like, woman, and it's not really, y'all really not even that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And, and and it's sad because understanding that I have, I'll have three black women, you know, soon to be, you know what I'm saying, as, as our children, I don't want them to be typecasted as, oh, they just angry black girl. Like, y'all, mm-hmm. like, they're, they're, they're more, they're than, more that. than that. They're, they're more than that. And even if they are angry, there are reasons why. And, you know, we've, i as a therapist, you know, I run groups. And one thing we're talking about is how we accepted the stereotypes of what the society say we should be, and then realizing later on that that's really not you. Yeah. And it was such a almost like, I want to cry, because it's like, all that time I've been doing X, Y, and Z, not really feeling right, but then looking back on it, it's like, that's not really me. I'm the totally opposite of that. But my society, my family told me this is how you are. You know, this is how little girls are. This is how little boys are. This is how people who carry this title, last name, this is how you represent yourself. And it was really sad because it stops us even for maybe developing relationships because you still know who you are and what you like and you start to live up to some stereotype or something that someone told you they're supposed to be. They're not themselves. And never feeling like really complete with yourself. Yeah, that's So you're feeling lost. Yeah, which leads us to our next, our next one. Because cause if you don't understand yourself, it's going to be hard to actually formulate marital goals. You know, because if I don't understand what I want, what I want from a marriage, and if you don't understand what you want from it, even just a relationship or a friendship, like if you don't understand the, the parameters of the guidelines of, of what you're trying to embark upon, it's going to be really hard to say, this is what I want from you. Because mm-hmm. you don't even know what you want from yourself. Right. And then even when there is a change or when you, if you come to that point of self-discovery, you're like, okay, I got what I need. You might be in a relationship with a partner. It's like, well, that's not what I, I was in this for. It could be so much of a 180. It's like, yeah, this is not cool for me. Nah. Yeah. So, so definitely goals. I mean, and like Keisha said this before, like beginning of the year, we always set goals for ourselves, for our individually, marriage-wise, 
and for our kids. So, are we hitting these goals out of the park? Nah, not really. Not all the time. Some things we're doing really well. Some things we are absolutely sucking at. And that's okay mm-hmm. because we still have enough um, wherewithal to, you know, write the vision on the wall and make it, make plain, it plain. You know what I'm saying? Again, keep it God first. So, like, that's really, like, where we are. There's some things that I know I need to step up on. And some things, like, yeah, I'm, I'm killing this. But I feel like if you don't have any goals, you don't even know what you're really lacking. True. Very true. That's just my perception. Goals kind of help you look at and examine yourself if you're doing right. Like, okay, am I making those steps? What's the steps I need to get to point A and point B? Did I do that? If I didn't make it, Why? Or even maybe my goal is not realistic for this time frame. Maybe instead of a five-year, this was really a ten-year plan. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And we do it with, with marriage. Um, we have the same thing. What goes with she? One thing, goal we always try to accomplish is have time for ourselves. Yeah. Because Rashad, he's the only man here. We have all girls. He has to take each one on a date. He has to take all of our girls on a date, including me. Um, but to make sure... That he has time for each one of us. And to make sure that the marriage is still there. Yeah, definitely. Because before we were the girl's parents. We, we were definitely my whole person. Right. You know. So, but we want to get, we don't want to lose that, like, so much emphasis on, not to say they're not, they're very important to our life, but we want so much emphasis on being parents that we lose the individuality of ourselves and lose the marriage. Yeah, and even that goes back to one of our, our earlier points of don't lose yourself. Don't lose yourself in the marriage. If it's it's kind of it's harder to to do that when you have it as a goal in mind to to make sure you keep yourself and actually do the things that you are wanting to do, and not aside from the family, but alongside alongside the family. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's definitely and hold each other accountable. Yeah, and also like going to number nine is another way to to do this and have all these things kind of coalesce is to be considerate. And, like, this is, like, major for me because mm-hmm. a lot of times I feel like people just aren't considerate just in general. It's, it's, it's comfortable. Sometimes you're comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Like, you expect, you like, you have an expectation this is going to happen. And then it doesn't happen. And, like, you got an attitude. Like, bro, like, I'm doing this out of kindness in my heart. Like, what do you mean? Like, like so, like, you know, like, being considerate. Still saying please and thank you. Even though yeah. it sounds very elementary. But I try, I shouldn't treat a stranger better than I treat you. And yes. vice versa. Yes. You know. So, you know, you mean a stranger. May I have this? Or please and thank Even just those bases can make it a difference. Yeah. Because when you consider it. Your um, like your kids will, be, will learn to be considerate and hopefully stay considerate because like I like they feel appreciated. Yeah, yeah, because like if there's no there's no appreciation, there's no consideration. Mm-hmm. You know, that has that they go they they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Definitely being considerate is is is, is major. Also, number like, eleven. No, no, oh. no, no. <laughs> we have we on number nine. <clears throat> okay, it's just like being like it's like being considerate is also considering. Your, your 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 mate's feelings, what they're going through, how they're feeling, their their overall demeanor, attitude. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like just being like consider like all right, like I have to consider a a lot of things before I can do one thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes we just jump to stuff. 
we just jump, we just jump and do stuff and not really taking everything into consideration. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's not considering our spouse's reactions, feelings, inputs, you know what I'm saying, even know-how mm-hmm. to, to a particular thing that we're, that we're wanting to do. So I would say, and even I always say, if one thing consideration you have to consider yourself, and I say that with everything because you can't put out anything that you're not doing to yourself. So first you have to treat yourself. You have to learn your love language. You have to be considerate. You have to know who you are, because you can't do that with two people. You can't do it with one with yourself, especially two people different backgrounds, different cultures, different childhoods trying to come together. Is you you're gonna bump heads because. We didn't grow up together. You know what I mean? We have two different yeah, ways. And even yeah. we do. We yeah. have two different ways of thinking. Two entirely different ideologies of life. So I really think you have to know yourself first. And then I believe I really believe that helps you in your relationship. Like if you feel secure in yourself, I feel like communication stuff, you don't get as offended, offended as easily. Yeah. Because I mean, because even like to point number 10, point number 10 is kind of, it's a good way to wrap this whole thing up. We're talking about making sure that you make time for your spouse. And this is very vital. It's making time for your spouse doesn't mean it has to be some sort of like schedule in, like, yeah, I'm going to be available from 2 to 2.30, yada, yada, yada. That doesn't ha- it doesn't have to be that. But for us right now, it kind of is that. <laughs> because we're both working from home. Keisha has way less flexibility than, than I do right now because mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I'm not in school. So I have to say, hey, so from 10, we're going to do this. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Make sure at 12, you do this. Gonna, so later on in the day, if you're not working this evening, we're going to do this. So yeah. it has to be, it can be spontaneity, but if you have to learn how to make a schedule for yourself and for your spouse to actually spend some time together, that's cool. Also, and this is like so major for us, cause like you got to make sure you you make time for your spouse aside from your children. Like yeah, the like our kids I love my kids, love them to death. They will smother us. <laughs> they will not admit or cop to that, but they will be underneath us. I'm like y'all. We call them shadows. Like, I need you. I need my space. Like, only reason they're not right here right now is because we're recording and the door's closed. And they know how upset I'll get. It is. They like when you see the, the, um, with the goose and the babies. That's literally us in the house all day long. We call them our shadows because everywhere we go, they are literally there. Like, if I go to the bathroom, I come, if I get a chance to close the door, I come out and they're by the door. Like, why? What were you doing? You was in the bath. I was in the bathroom. What do you mean? <laughs> so we have to make, especially with this quarantine, because first I'm like, oh my gosh, now we're like confined to this house. What are we going to do? And Rashawn was like, want to do a curbside date? What? Okay. I mean, and even just that, that Rashawn is more creative and stuff like that than I am. But he, he just doing a curbside date where we just literally just drove around and talked. Yeah, I mean, shoot, especially then, gas like one fifty. Run a little bit of gas. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to Williamsburg. Let's yeah, go to Richmond. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's, yeah. We be back, <laughs> children. You you eight. Don't do anything stupid. But even with that, before we, we was able to kind of when we had problems with childcare, 
even just sitting in the bed and talking. Yeah. That was time for us. Yeah. Even just a check in. Hey, what's been going on? Yeah. And not, I mean, like a real talk. Like, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. going on lately? Yeah. So those those are very very vital. Like making time for for your um, for your mate is it's essential because what will happen you'll have this this phase of you okay because a lot of times you'll have this feeling of like growing apart quote unquote and it's not really growing apart is you guys like stop making time for each other. And sometimes you can't make time for each other because people have different situations. People work weird hours. People are, like, on deployment. Where like, if you, like, have, mm-hmm. like, some sort of, like, you know, military spouse situation going on or, like, your husband could be, like, a truck driver. Or you could be a truck driver. I don't want to be um, gender-specific about it. But, like, you know what I'm saying? There could be reasons mean? why, like, you guys are apart. And you or like, mental health. Oh, yeah. Mental health. Yeah. I'm sitting right here, but I'm apart. Yeah, like, you know, you could definitely be going through some stuff. Mm-hmm. You could be, like, out here clinically depressed and just undiagnosed and, mm-hmm. and unidentified. That's yeah. a whole other topic. I know. Yeah, we don't want to talk about yeah. it today. But, yeah. Making time. Making time. And, I and like, and like and wrapping this up, good, good, I, I, I did a good, good job, job on this topic. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> and, like, to be clear, I know y'all was like, man, why are you talking about sex? Because if you're really doing this right, Sex is is isn't isn't all of these things. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, you see, I'm, I'm just being honest. When I, I mean, say what's his love language? I'm just saying, like, <laughs> God created us. God wants us to have sex. So you know I'm just saying, me. yeah, all that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like like make time for each other. Gotta have some sex there. You know, um, love language, sex. Um, communication, sex. So like so so if you so if you do all these things. That's for, <laughs> Why That's not? a summary. Yeah, if do one through ten, so yeah, you get yeah. sex. Yes, one through ten equals sex. Like that should be. The, oh my god! Like that should be the end game for, of all of all things. Oh. Are you gonna get the draws or not? Like that's all right, Tommy. Get the draws, dog. GTD. I'm just saying, man. Yeah, like so. If you made it this long in the episode, and that's 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 the end game. You know what I'm saying? Because there is no healthy marriage without without like minus sex, like you're as, wacky. As a woman, I think intimacy, from not to say everyone, but intimacy for me is more than just. Oh sexual. yeah, yeah, of course. I'm just saying, but like still. For you, for me, for I'm, you. I'm just saying, but still. <laughs> for Rashad. For yeah, Rashad. One to ten. Rashad, equals, no middle name Jones. Yes. One to ten equals, equals WTD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about to say one. You mean WTF? No, WT. Oh, what's it? No, GTD got the draws. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> DTF, oh. yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> really? Ah, uh, Jersey Shore, stupid show. Anyway, yeah, that wop, yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. So embarrassed. Oh, we quiet, Don't even like the song. Anyway, this has been another episode of Hanging with the Joneses again. I'm Rashad. I'm Keisha. And if you like this, which you should, I don't see why you wouldn't, <laughs> make sure that you like, share, subscribe. Also, if you want us to do more things, have more time for you guys, join the Patreon, join the fam. Um, yeah, because that would definitely open up time. Time is money. Also, um, if, if you see us on, on, on the interwebs, you know, make sure you, you check us out on, on Facebook and Instagram. No need for Twitter. And TikTok will be gone in about 40 days because of Trump. So we're not there either. Anyway, 
That's all we got for today. I hope you guys had an amazing time. And we'll see you guys next week. Deuces.